Yeah, and yeah, that's it. No, the judge is a member of the country club and knows Courtney from her cop days. Yeah. Uh, and uh, they they often have uh, cucumber sandwiches okay. together. No, not <laughs> sex. <laughs> because, no, no, because that'd just be weird. Because the judge it goes for um, tennis lessons with her. Yeah, judge, judge racket. Yeah, or judge balls. <laughs> <laughs> no judge balls. I will not drop this. <laughs> I'll see you in court. You've been served. <laughs> so you're a bit testy, Judge Ball. <laughs> yeah. So we've got Courtney Clay, we've got Annette, and we've got Judge Balls. Okay. Her catchphrase can be... Well, you, you, you've been served. Obviously. You've been that, served. That, that's, that's, that's her catchphrase. No, no, no. That's Annette's catchphrase. Oh, okay. Um... Well, she solves the case and she's like, now let's all go for strawberries and cream. <laughs> like, Yay! Yay. <laughs> yeah. um, Judge Balls, over to you. <laughs> crime, set and match. Yeah. Ooh. What, what's the ball boy's name? No, he's got to have the surname Wilson, like a Wilson racket. Yeah. Ah. Or Head. Because Head is another... Yeah, or Slazinger. <laughs> Slazinger. I don't think we can get Slazinger in. Oh, Annette Slazinger! <laughs> yeah, there we go. Uh, so you've just joined us, uh, <laughs> discussing nothing to do with the Sabrina episode, but in fact, um, a, a TV show idea about a crime-fighting um, tennis player? Tennis coach. Tennis coach. Yeah, crime-fighting so tennis a, coach. A retired cop-turned-tennis coach, like somebody you used to work with. Indeed, That was yeah. the inspiration, so you should remember that. Yes. Yeah, it... Uh, Working titles are Crime Set Match or Court at the Country Club. Because the name's going to be Courtney. Courtney Clay, you see. With Annette Slazinger, (laughs) Timothy Head, (laughs) Judge Balls. And Judge Balls. (laughs) Sabrina who? We we, we, we cannot be serious. Hello and welcome to Sabrina the Teenage Watch, the podcast where three honest, honourable hombres review all 163 episodes of Sabrina the Teenage Witch. My name is Phil, I'm your host and giddy guide across this wonderful nostalgic landscape. Uh, But I'm not alone, I'm joined by my closest, bestest and most sweetest friends. They are, first of all, Mr Graham Riley. Hello Graham. Hello Phil. How are you my friend? I'm fine, thank you. The sun is shining... The weather is sweet. Yeah. Um, yeah, gorgeous day. We've got beer, haven't we? We've we have, got, uh, certainly. We've got, it's been know. chilling for a whole night. Yeah, and we've got, we've got, we've got the door open, and um, we've got the sun streaming through into the, the studio here. Um, and yeah, it's just the, the perfect day to talk about a Sabrina episode that aired in the winter of 1999. <laughs> Perfect. And uh, speaking of streaming, I hope the man uh, sat next to you isn't streaming something else because it is very hot and he's infamous for not coping in this weather. Uh, it's my uh, other closest, sweetest, bestest friend, Mr Chris Evans. Hello, Chris. You won't let that go, will you? No, because uh, it's one of the funniest things, uh, most personal things you've ever told us. Uh, can we just 
Simon what can we just recap? Yes, yeah, so so in a previous episode, Chris said when it, when it gets too hot, uh, it gives him uh, a funny tum. Can I also say that I didn't say in a previous episode, I told you two in confidence and you opened the show with it. Okay. Uh, so yeah, so we'll make sure to get that on uh, t-shirts and mugs and plastered everywhere uh, when we eventually tour the world with this podcast to make sure everyone knows to stay away from Chris if it's a bit wham. Oh, um, I'm going to say, mate. Uh, but aside from the uh, aside from the runny tum, Chris, how are you? doing today fuck you oh great uh, so <laughs> from a hot day to a lukewarm episode it's number 23 uh sabrina the sandman or sand woman or sandman if that's how you like to pronounce sand it. person we've been through this we <laughs> <laughs> that's a sand person chris it's already taken <laughs> Although they're officially Tuscan Raiders and yeah. Sand People is a slur. Yeah, so, so uh, please don't call anyone a yeah. Sandman. So, uh, so yeah, episode 23, Sabrina the Tuscan Raider. Uh, so, boys, did we enjoy uh, this episode? Uh, yeah, um, yeah, I did enjoy the episode for the most part. It had, had some good gags here and there. It felt a bit disjointed and it also felt... I know it's kind of the plot that they're rushing to uh, solve the family secret and things, but it also feels like... They've legit forgotten to do enough on the family secret and they're rushing to cram it in. Yeah, because this is our anti-penultimate, or anti-penultimate, as uh, you might say <laughs> properly, uh, episode. So, uh, yeah, we've only got two left after chatting about this one. So, uh, yeah, Chris, do you agree? Does it feel like the topic in question this episode uh, perfectly reflects the uh, the mindset of uh, the writers? Yes. Indeed. You couldn't have said that any closer or any warmer. Uh, so, yeah, so it was a bit of a shame that it just... Or any more tingly. Oh, I certainly Ooh. was. Episode 23, and it is the... I, I think if we did a count, there was more reference to the family secret in this episode than and in the entire rest of the season, actually. Mm. Probably. Like, family secret. Family, it's the squeaky door in itself. Solve oh, yeah. the family secret. Yeah. Solve the family secret. Because I mean, the last episode, number twenty-two, mm. was about um, it was about the, the family secret as well. And, but yeah, this one was shit. Yeah, Sabrina, you really need to solve it because uh, people are starting to ask questions, and you need to solve it now. So at least it's a little heavy. But even on an episode fully about the family secret, she doesn't get any closer to actually solving it. She just says she got another clue. She did get another clue from from an unseen relative, <laughs> which. Just sums it all up, really. I mean, it's it? be- it's better than what I thought last week. Was I said, you know, we're going to get to the final episode, and she's met these people, and she's got these clues, and they're already on there. So at least it shows that they just a character's just dropped something off. Nah, I still don't like it. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm just trying to find some positives, but. Oh well boys, we might as well get this one uh, wrapped up. Uh, The episode opens on a rather alarming note. Sabrina's already quit her new job working at Westbridge's premier dining outlet, Pork on a Pole. And uh, we get a bit of an uh, insight into the oppression, of which we talked about before, the oppression of uh, you know these, uh, these menial jobs uh, that capitalism forces upon the young and older too, that uh, she, as well as wearing this humiliating uniform, she had to pay for it herself. She did. Pocket. But nay, she didn't quit her job due to poor working conditions, awful management, or through scandalous actions. It's because her uniform is ghastly. So I guess the 90s really did have a line that they could cross. 70s is the decade style forgot, yeah. and we've said before that the 90s is the decade scale forgot, <laughs> yeah. and her hat is massive, so there you go. It certainly is. Yeah. Anyway, speaking of hats, uh, Sabrina wears one in the titles, because she's dressed like Sherlock Holmes, and she says, tonight, the curious case 
of the Teenage Witch. Yeah. Which actually the- sounds like a legit Arthur Conan Doyle story. It does, actually. Do you remember Shirley Holmes as well? No. Um, yeah, it was a show. I think, I think it was books first, and then later on it was a, a, a series, a kid's series. So, um, yeah, a little uh, young girl, and she, she finds... Uh, she's like a distant uh, descendant of Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, she finds all his stuff in her parents' attic, and she starts, like, solving cases. That, and that his, rings a bell, actually. His hat. Yeah, it was, uh, it, was, it was pretty good from what I remember. I just hope she washed the hat first. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Probably had all these like old old timey diseases and things. Probably, yeah. probably probably got typhoid from it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hooping cough. Yeah. Oh. Uh, we're in school where Libby is gloating about her father buying her a class ring, and Serena decides that she wants one too. But without a well-paying job and a non-humiliating job at that, she ain't getting one soon. Uh, boys, are you aware of the craze of class rings? I know. I'd never heard of it before uh, watching this. Do you know anything about it? Uh, I didn't at first you until Googled. I hashtag Googled, Googled for, for fuck's sake. sake. And uh, yes, yeah, so I found out what they are. They are literally what it sounds like. It's a, it's a, so an extravagant piece of tacky uh, jewelry to commemorate your time in high school. Right. So it's like those hoodies that we all get. Yeah, I guess kind of. Yeah, but this one's a bit more gloaty because it's just this. This sort of gemstone-ridden, uh, sort of just big chunky sovereign ring in a way. So, like a Super Bowl ring. I guess, yeah, I guess it is kind of like a Super Bowl ring in a Not way. Not many people get to ring, uh, get to win the Super Bowl. Most people get to go to high school. I think one thing is worth more worth commemorating than the other. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm just saying, in comparison yes. to... Yeah, like, looks like. No, I'm not, I'm not criticising you. I'm criticising the culture of celebrating the fact you went to high school, which seems very prevalent in America. Mm. A uh, Mr. Craft overhears her and Valerie's woes and offers them a job cleaning his home for 75 cents an hour. Uh, Chris, your eyebrows rose when he went, you can earn that money at my house, but it was yeah. just to clean and just to do a sort of remedial jobs and it stuff. It is a dirty just, job. It is, oh, absolutely. For 75 cents? Still a bit, 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 bit weird. A bit it? weird inviting students round your house to yeah, clean your exactly. house. It's like, when it's not even his house, it's his grandma's? Yeah, it's his grandma's house. And... They're what they're cleaning guano, which is bird shit, oh, yeah. um, off of um, Summer House. Uh, that isn't the only concerning thing that Sabrina hears, however, as she eavesdrops on Harvey talking to his mate about something Sabrina can't know about. So when Sabrina asks him about it, he runs off, and Valerie plants the notion of adultery into her head. She's not very nice, not very supportive, suggesting wait, that her wait. boyfriend could be cheating on her. No, 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 it's not adultery unless they were married, mate. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, sorry. Just. Infidelity. Okay. Yeah. Infidelity. She's not an infidel, though. That's that's means completely the wrong thing. Is <laughs> that Tuscan Raider again? Yes. <laughs> At home, and Hilda and Zelda are talking about their excitement for Sabrina solving the family secret. You and fucking me both. And Salem calls her out on her eavesdropping, or rather, controlled overhearing, Sabrina says, which is, I think, quite a nice way to put it. Uh, Hilda and Zelda scold her for eavesdropping, telling her that it's rude and it never gets you the full story. Like when Hilda misheard someone talking about the Redcoats landing in Boston on the morrow. She thought it was the British landing, but it was just literal Redcoats. Thus the American Revolution and lots of death, as always, were down to Hilda. Yeah, so Hilda caused the uh, American Revolution. Yeah, for so, eavesdropping uh, on a man who, uh, who was talking, the Redcoats land at dawn. And she went, the British come in, the British come in. And then she came back and he was like, and they're so lovely. Look at them. Oh, such rich material. And he's just holding a little red. And coat. then uh, Paul Revere or whoever starts shouting, the British are coming. And then she's like, 
No, they're not. No, they're not. 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 Very, very funny scene. Yeah, very, very good. And, of course, obviously it worked because Hilda, uh, she's got a lot of blood under them. And this is just um, just proof that, yeah, there's a big high death count in Hilda's name. Not the last we see of a revolution-era America in uh, this episode either. Oh, no. This is only the start. Uh, They encourage her to get a job, so she goes upstairs to sort one out. However, in her absence, a traffic code man rocks up with a warning for Hilda and Zelda that there will be dire consequences if Sabrina doesn't solve the family secret in time. Sabrina comes down chuffed with her job interview, but her aunts aren't, as they persuade her to solve the family secret instead. They then get a second warning over forcing Sabs to solve it and preventing her from living her life, thus prompting her to instead focus on scoring her job. What a scene. Can we talk about the traffic cone, man? Yes, let's please talk about the traffic cone, man. I love this guy because, (laughs) like, I love the idea of somebody who is delivering dire news because he has a very strong uh, New York, I believe, although I'm not an expert on American uh, regional uh, tongues, uh, very strong accent, so... And he delivers this grave news Mm -hmm. in the most disinterested sort of detached manner. Yeah. And warning, I, warning, danger, danger. And I love that. I love the idea that it's a shit, it's the, like the, because he's quite a young guy, it's like, it's like the um, other realm equivalent of a shitty, you know, like fast food job. Um, and also he'd actually, you know, like give a, give a shit what happens to these people. He's completely checked out, but it's of, you know, dire, grave consequence to these people. I love the, the juxtaposition between mm-hmm. his uh, disinterest and their you know franticness. Yeah, I thought it was a brilliant addition to this episode. Yeah, because this guy's got such a memorable voice. This is the second time we've seen him because uh, he played Diamond Dave's uh, assistant oh, in yeah. the in the uh, in that episode. The the drunk ones who might not remember the episode. Uh, but yeah, so it's a shame that he because obviously he got sacked by Diamond Dave at the end of that. So it's a shame that it's not the same character. Speaking of continuity, I thought in the other realm, to deliver bad news, you dressed as the Grim Reaper. Yeah, I think that's just everyday bad news. This is like admin. This is this is uh, someone from the council who's come down to come and tell you that you need to book up your idea. So this yeah. is official okay. other realm business. I feel two different departments. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. I think dressing up as Death uh, or Grim Reaper rather and delivering bad news is. Uh, it's just a job role someone oh, has. Sorry, so it's the Department of Bad News and it's the Department of Warnings. Got I it. I guess. Because this Got is it. almost like um, you... Because, you know, he warns her about, you know, she needs to solve family secret in X amount of time uh, before she loses her licence and things like that. So, yeah, it's a bit like being told, like, you need to pay your council tax or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, if Sabrina doesn't solve the family secret in that amount of time... Then the Grim Reaper would come and deliver the bad news. And say, that's it, tough shit, whatever the outcome of not yeah, uh, yeah, getting yeah. it right is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. yeah. As uh, long as the two departments talk to each other. So he's more of a harbinger yes. of uh, the, uh, the the potential doom that mm-hmm. is to come. Uh, we're in the other realm employment office and having no experience or skills means there's not all that Sabrina can do. <laughs> Apart from join Congress, but <laughs> they're not in session. Yeah, that's right. It's good. It's just all, all politicians, yeah? They have no skills. They're useless. That's what she said. 
satire. Yes. Uh, but she says, uh, however, there is a job uh, of being a sandman, someone responsible for putting everyone in the neighbourhood to sleep. She says it's like a paper round, everyone has a route to do, and any idiot can do it. So obviously, Sabrina is ready to do it. Meanwhile, at home, and her aunts have had to watch tons of videos about legal and illegal ways to encourage Sabrina about solving the family secret because uh, the uh, traffic cone man, the warning man, came in and said uh, you can't force Sabrina to uh, to do the family secret she must do it on her own but you know there might be some little loopholes loopholes how to do it and uh, Hilda says yes I was right there was there's nothing in there that says you can get a pack of rabid Packer fans to help uh, influence her and then there's just lots of topless men yelling and shouting uh, that just says solve it written on their chests yeah or cheese heads as uh... cheese heads because they make a lot of cheese in that state um, we're not going to do any of our silly, oh, we know nothing about American sport. No, we got this one. <laughs> we know this tiny bit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, and as well, that they, they do imp- uh, implement some squeaky hinges onto Sabrina's doors very late, uh, very soon. That's that's a way that they can influence her. Yeah. Um, it gets a little annoying, but it's quite funny how they I open the door and it goes, yeah. Stop the family secret! Stop the family secret! Well, it's supposed to be annoying, Phil. Yes, it's, it's supposed to. Purpose. It ir- it's supposed to irritate her into doing what it's telling her to do. Um, on her first night shift, Sabrina puts a little brat to sleep, uh, but whilst touching him, she discovers she can go... <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> well, she does, but not not, not in a naughty way. Uh, she just tucks him in and uh, sort of just touches his little shoulder. And uh, yeah, and she goes into a dream where he's sat in a ball pit. Not a judge ball pit. She's sat in a ball pit um, and she realises, holy shit, I, if I touch people, I go into their dreams. Yeah, yeah and uh, yeah, the... the the balls in the dream uh, that, that they're, they're in are edible. Yeah, they're, they're supposed to be candy. It was an apple. It was an apple. Very Willy Wonka, though. I yeah, like, oh, absolutely. Like yeah. I think I've said this before. It's like I remember when uh, behind the scenes bit on The Borrowers. Yes. And when the, the, the kids are eating the chocolate ice cream. Uh, I remember them saying on Blue Peter it was actually mashed potato with chocolate sauce. Mm. In it just because they could make a lot of it and it was cheaper. Hideous. So, uh, yeah, there we go. So she's eating uh, apparently a candy ball, but I think it looks like a bit of a, a, bit of a rotten apple. Yeah, yeah, a, a really nasty dry, looking dry apple. A very nasty apple. <laughs> Sorry. They, <laughs> it was, it might say it was a crap apple. Yeah, I think it was. It was a cooking apple, I think, probably, that you're not supposed to eat. Um, no, as the tweenies told us, Jake ate a cooking apple and he was extremely sick. Well, there you go. Poor Jake. It turned him orange, didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Very much so. Yeah, dysentery and all. Um, so, uh, so she discovers while touching, uh, uh, touching little boys that she can go into their dreams. Uh, so, being naughty, she enters Valerie's dream. Uh, however, it's not a dream; it's a nightmare where she's naked during a test she didn't study for. Oh. We've all been there. Vintage, uh, vintage nightmare, that. <laughs> it's classic. Yeah, that's a nightmare from the, the 1970s, I think you'll find. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, a good year on that uh, yeah, nightmare. It's, it, it's a classic. Uh, oh, and Mr. Kraft dreams of counting individual peas for the tyrannical green giant. Uh, he says the green giant, the jolly green giant, is such a taskmaster, um, and he's just yeah, a little counting peas. And uh, Serena is thrilled that he's got such a deranged uh, subconscious. Uh, but that's not all. Salem dreams of being in the Rat Pack. Is that right? Yeah. Yes, that's right. Um, I mean, we've seen him sing Frank Sinatra mm-hmm. uh, before, 
and uh, we've seen him um, looking very dapper in a, a suit and a trilby before. Mm. It's very nice to see a return to that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and uh, Owen oh, Zelda has a cheeky snog with George Washington. Uh, the only problem with that is that as she's a witch, she can actually see Sabrina is snooping in her dream. She also um, says she gets splinters on her lips because that George Washington got wooden teeth. No, <laughs> he's got wooden teeth. He never had wooden teeth. How do you know you didn't meet him? No, I know I didn't meet him, but it was a myth. It was a myth. It was a myth. He didn't have wooden teeth. George Washington. Probably maybe. Started losing his, he started losing his teeth in his 20s yeah. and was eventually forced to wear several sets of unsightly and painful dentures. Rather than wood, Washington's many false choppers were made out of varying combinations of rare hippo ivory, human teeth, and metal <laughs> fasteners. He had other people's teeth to make his own teeth. <laughs> Told you, not fucking wooden. I, that's that's sadistic, but kind of appropriate for a man who owned many slaves that he <laughs> used other people's teeth for his own. Um. Uh, yeah, so it's funny since they're going. Oh my god! So yeah, there's just just this weird gag about George Washington's teeth being wooden, but uh, who's but to say? Then George Washington's not got wooden teeth. No, he's he's got he's got other he's got slaves' teeth. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so yeah, because uh, Zelda is a witch, she uh, she kicks Sabrina out of her dream. Uh, Hilda and Zelda tell Sam that she must stop invading dreams, otherwise there'll be trouble. A dream dropping is that right? That she uh, is, is is the correct term for it. Uh, speaking of trouble, Sabrina can't stop causing it because she's trying to improve Valerie's life by telling her not to worry so much and ruining Mister Crafts and Libby's by playing up to their subconscious fears. Because Libby's dream, I didn't touch on it. That is. It's just a normal day in school, isn't it? Her dream, she lives it every day, is just being the top of the, the food chain. Serena says to her, Oh, Libby, congratulations. I've heard you've got enough credits to just graduate now and go to college. And there's this genuine fear in her eyes because I guess she knows she's at the top of the food chain now. But if she goes somewhere else, she's going to go right back down to the bottom. When you're in college, you'll have all the other popular girls from all the other schools, mm-hmm. you see. All so yeah, she's not going to be quite so special after all. So, uh, so again, it's nice to see vulnerability to Libby's character because I know she's there just to be the horrible uh, rival to Sabrina but it's not I like seeing the vulnerable human side to to Libby it's a nice reminder every now and then Uh, so uh, yeah speaking of fears as well uh, Sabrina's greatest one is seemingly more possible as Harvey is still acting weird with her and avoiding her at all costs uh, she decides that the best way to figure out what's bothering him is to sneak into his dream, which doesn't seem too bad, as it's just him running in slow motion towards a French book, but never, ever reaching it. That is until Sabrina lends a hand, and he's happy in French. Yeah, assuming he's not duped here, Nate Richards' uh, is, yeah. French pronunciation is superb. It is, as they are, say, on point. On <laughs> on point. I thought you were going to go, it is as they say. Bon. <laughs> <laughs> but thinking about it, Richer. Name Richer, yeah? Yeah. Could, ah. could be a French name. Could be, a, could, could be an ancestral, his ancestral tongue. Yeah. You know, maybe 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 someone wants to ask him on, on Twitter what his uh, ancestry is, so oh. maybe we could do that. Yeah, well, we, we could do that, but yeah. I famously don't go on Twitter. And after the last episode, and I said I was going to unlock it, I did unlock it, but I haven't posted anything yet, so I will do very soon. Because our uh, Twitter is looking a little bare. Uh, what would you say, Chris, if he said, uh, yes, my family come from the south of France? Fucking him. Fuck him. <laughs> Nate Richard is cancelled. <laughs> he doesn't exist <laughs> as, anymore. As, as they say now. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, Nate... Nate, could that be Nathaniel? 
because Nathaniel is quite French. It is, actually. It is. Nathaniel. Nathaniel. Fucking French. I think you've just sworn, Chris. Salem, meanwhile, tagged along and did nothing to stop Sabrina from dream dropping. Which is a new Salem. Did you get it? No. It's a new Salem puppet. Is it one that's half his body's in a bag? No, no, no. It's... One of them. Ah, hand puppet, yeah. It's a hand puppet. Oh, is Did it? Did catch no, it? No, no. Yeah, 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 it was a hand puppet. Ooh. It wasn't just Salem in a bag. It was a hand puppet Salem. New puppet, guys. And if it's a hand puppet, it's definitely got an arsehole. Hey! Hey! Yes. Let's see it next time. Also, uh, she references um, that she might that you might have shat in her bag as well. So he definitely yes. does have an arsehole. <laughs> have you uh, just shat in my bag? That's what she says. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Salem, have you just shat in my bag? Have you just shat in my bag? Hmm. And that becomes a catchphrase uh, <laughs> for the uh, remaining. Sorry, do, don't you mean a cat phrase? A cat- oh! 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 Somebody's on fire! <laughs> Uh, the next day in school and Harvey is still frosty with her and hiding a big secret. So it seems that, uh, yeah, he's still like... Because Sabrina says, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you're feeling better now. Um, do you want to come out? And he's like, no, stop asking me. I, I can't. I can't do anything. So she still thinks that, hmm, something is still awry. Uh, back at home and Salem suggests zapping in her Siggy Freud to help him because it will make the situation worse. She obviously thinks it's a great idea. Good old Sigmund and all, uh, but wasn't it Young who had a more in-depth, detailed look at um, our dreams rather than Freud? Him, because Freud was more granted more of the internal psychological tropes of hu- humanity, but I'm pretty sure it was Carl Jung that that had more to do with the dream interpretation. Than they Freud reference Carl yes. Jung. They all yeah. tell it to Jung. Mm. But uh, yeah, I can't, can't possibly say. All I know about him is... He was constantly eating sausages. He was constantly eating sausages, um, as indeed he is when he, when he appears. <laughs> yeah. mm. And he's just there going, uh, why am I here? And uh, you know, Salem says, uh, says, oh, hi, Freud. And he's like, I know that voice. <gasps> Salem, how's my wife? <laughs> Very disappointing. Um, we, you've talked before, Chris, about uh, them not using the correct uh, German pronunciation mm. of uh, Saberhagen. And we, have Saberhagen. A, and we have an actual fucking German show up here and still not say it correctly. <laughs> no. It's Saberhagen! Uh, yeah, so we, she hides him in the closet and um, yeah, Zelda comes in and the talk goes, Zelda for the secret, Zelda for the secret! And then um, she... It goes uh, like what, sorry? It's a Zelda for the secret, Zelda for the secret! Surprisingly good. Yeah. yeah, that's all right, thank you. I do I do many impressions of the doors. Okay. <laughs> do, 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 do Jim Morrison. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's what I was going to do. I just couldn't remember any songs. <laughs> um, when uh, when Zelda bangs on the door, I think Salem says, It's the cops! Get in the, get in the cupboard! To Freud. Yeah. Because if I know anything about Freud, he's probably got cocaine on his person. Oh, probably, so, uh, yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah. Salem wants in. Well, no, he, he, he wants. If he thinks it's the cops, obviously he wants to hide, hide, the, hide the coke fiend. Away. And obviously, famously, if it's the witch police, you know, fuck him, fuck him. Um, so uh, yeah, so Zelda comes in, Sabrina fobs her off and says, "Oh, what I've heard, man, I'm solving the family secrets, fine." And she says, "Oh, I tracked down your old cousin who sent this for you." It was it Stavros again. Stanislav. 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 Stanislav, former Celtic and uh, Sunderland defender Stanislav Varga. Okay. Yes. Relative of the Spellman. Okay, and he uh, he just dropped round. Yeah. Either no, way, lazy, lazy, lazy. And they're also lazy with the continuity because um, she doesn't 
open that box until towards the end of the episode, but in a in a couple of scenes, um, it's already on the board, and then she then puts it, it back on the board later on. So yeah, yeah, a bit lazy yeah. on the continuity front. Shortly. They all enter Harvey's dream and Freud interprets it as Harvey struggling to deal with emotional baggage and all of life's pressures. So Sabrina tries fixing it and declaring that it's all worked out nicely. Awfully sorry, mate. We've got, I've got to take you back. Oh, take us back as much as you want. What the fuck was with the clowns? Oh, shit. The, well, yeah. Sorry. Were they the candy-coloured clowns that they called the Sandman? Uh, possibly. I No, because they were not candy-coloured in any way, shape or form. They were white. I mean... They were white. They were all, like, painted well, white. Well, mint, oh. mint Imperials yeah, are I ne- considered never candy. <laughs> never understood that song, because candy is, isn't any one colour anyway, so... Candy's multicoloured. Well, so is it multicoloured clown? And the Sandman. Yes. Perhaps. Okay. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, there were, there were lots of clowns. It was creepy. They were what? all in different like outfits, but all painted white with white cone hats. It was somewhat reminiscent of the KKK, but with clowns. And then one of them that was behind... <laughs> the Ku Klux Clowns. Yeah. They were... <laughs> Maybe Harvey's just scared of clowns. Maybe that's yeah. what it's supposed to be. But they don't really play a part in the dream. Like When Harvey comes in, he's not... The clowns leave. Yeah, because cause he says, like, uh, oh, oh, maybe we zap... Oh, that's all the fun leaving. Ah, okay. okay. Harvey comes in, all the fun and amusement leaves. Okay, d- to make that sound, that revelation more impressive, can you say it as Freud might? <laughs> <laughs> Harvey comes in. When, when Harvey comes in and the clowns leave, that's representative of the fun and amusing part of Harvey's life leaving and the emotional baggage that he is being pressured down with entering, therefore rendering him boring. <laughs> <laughs> and, and what about the giant floating banana that uh, sells across the screen? Well, to be honest with you, the way they, they just went, oh, it's just a giant floating banana. No, no, no. With it being Freud and me being Freud, it is all about the fang. The villain, the, the fang, villain. the pianos, the phallus, whatever you wish to call it. Talivaca. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is, it is about pianos. There we go. Nice, there thank we you. go. Thank, thank you, you Freud. Freud. Um, Dr. Just, Freud, sorry. Yeah. Uh, just, just bring Chris in and that'll be great. Yeah, thank you. Uh, oh, Chris, you just missed an amazing revelation by uh, uh, by Sigmund Freud. Was that Freud leaving? Certainly was. That was. You yeah. do, can you not tell by the giant sausage he was eating? He left his crack pipe. <laughs> He'll be back. <laughs> Excuse me, did I leave my crack pipe in here? <laughs> uh, yes, you did, Sigmund. Oh, I know you lost without it, uh, pal. Uh, there, there you go. Thanks very much. Danke. So after her shift, Hilda and Zelda quiz her on why she brought Freud along with her, which she refuses to be honest with, so they decide that Sabrina obviously knows best and she must face the dire consequences on her own, something she just realises before knocking herself out with her sand. Uh, We're in school where Sabrina's advice to Valerie that she shouldn't stress so much seems to have worked. Perhaps a little too well, as she doesn't give two hoots about her grades anymore. Uh, on a more pressing matter, Mr. Kraft has been carted away to an asylum because he's dangerously obsessed with peas, and the theatre, the drama sort of club were going to put on a production of The Princess and the Pea. Yeah, okay, I'm saying it now. I said it during the episode, and these two looked at me like I was mental. I mean, that's that's common. Yeah, I know, but... But the, the, the peas and Mr. Kraft's dream about the peas, it's... It's got to have a reference to Buckner's Wojciech, where he's a man who's driven insane by doctors and is completely obsessed with a P. Ergo, P's, P, P, Kraft, Wojciech, P. 
PP. I'm just saying. Hashtag P. I'm just saying. Boy checks driven insane because of this wonderful thing. He ends up killing people in this moonlight mushrooms peas. There's a whole thing. Seriously, boy check. Mm. Read it. And uh, Mrs. Uh, Quick is famously allergic to peas as well, isn't she? Wow, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I think I think we could write a whole essay on the symbolism of peas in Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Indeed. Uh, speaking of Mrs. Quick, actually, uh, from our uh, last episode that went out, obviously focused a lot on Mrs. Quick, uh, our good friend Lorraine, uh, that we know who likes to get in touch, uh, said asked the big question, which I don't think we've asked at all on this show. Where's Mr. Quick? There isn't a Mr. She's, oh. Mrs. She's Mrs. Quick. Because um, she never... Talks as if she is married. Not that she has to. Not that she feels that she has to. But she never says like you know. She says I I went home and I like to watch uh, Little House reruns and things. What what, what happened to Mister Quick? I mean, you know, obviously Roger Hargreaves wrote that book about him, Mm. and so he got a lot of money off the back of that. Yeah. So he he just he just you know shacked up with some supermodel, didn't he? He Left left, left her. Terrible stuff. Uh, Yeah. (gasps) He choked on a pee and died. He did. That's why she's scared of them. Yeah. There we go. There we go. There's your answer, Lorraine. P death. Now we know. P death. Now we know. Now we know. P death. Now we know. P death. Now we know. P death. Just to clarify, he didn't pee himself to death. It was P death. Just he death by He died died of a urinary tract infection. P death. He died from drowning through urine. Oh dear. Oh god. Imagine. What are we to go? <laughs> <laughs> on, on a more pressing matter, actually, more pressing than Mr. Kraft getting carted away, is that Harvey dumps Sabrina, just like oh, that. Oh, it's so sad. He says, like, he says well, you know what, listen, don't cause a scene, but, you know, I think we should split. For a, for a moment, because he'd sorted out his emotional baggage and he was saying that he can see things more clearly, I was like, oh my God, is he about to propose? Yeah. But no, the exact opposite. And because... You're so used to crazy things happening IRL in Sabrina because of because of the magic. It's conceivable that this was all real because, like, they could have like Mr. Graf gets carted away to an insane asylum because um, because magic wackiness, and then later on it's all undone. There was toxic waste the other week. Yeah, there was exactly. <laughs> so you know, yeah, I, I I took this breakup as as a shoot, brother. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I was very upset, and so was she. Yeah, so we were all gutted because she says, I'm not causing a scene. And when everyone's looking around at all the 30-year-old students, she's like, what's your problem? Have you never seen anyone causing a scene before? And she storms off. Hey, uh, something that they, that, they, that they do. The older students, the ones who really don't look like teenagers, <laughs> they have at the front of shot. The ones who do actually seem to be young, they have at the back. They make it worse for themselves. <laughs> so bizarre. Yeah. So Sabrina returns home asking for help, but unfortunately it's too late as the traffic cone man rocks up and tells her that she must solve the family secret right this second. She obviously fails and as a consequence has her magic taken off her, as well as her home because she's now not allowed to live with witches. So this is uh, the dire consequences we were told about, but I didn't expect them to be quite so dire. This is like season two finale-esque. Yeah. Choose uh, magic so she, or your mother. No power, no home. She goes to hug Aunt Hilda, and Aunt Hilda turns into a homeless man, and she's just in some sort of like subway or bus station. Bus station, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and it, this scene gets very bleak very quickly. Very bleak, very mocking of homeless people, which yeah. American TV loves to do. Oh yeah. Um, 
and uh, it's all overcrowded. Everyone's rude. Everyone's uh, oh, she gets mugged. Um, she no, gets, she doesn't get mugged. Uh, okay, yeah, I mean, I, I wrote that just for dramatic effect. She gets, gets wallet inspected. Yeah. yeah, she says, "Have you have you got twenty dollars? I've got I've got it right here. I've got twenty dollars right here. Actually, oh, not anymore. Yoink. Yeah, yeah, takes it. That's her own fault, if you ask yeah. me. She goes and sits on the legs of a homeless man, and he, she's like, he's like, ah, oh, get off me! You this can ha- bench. You can have that great. Uh, it used to be Stinky's, but he's dead. Yeah, stinky. Stinky's dead. And then there's an old man, isn't there, underneath the grate who said, yeah. Stinky left me in his will. <laughs> and they have the very idea homeless people have wills. <laughs> they don't have any dignity. <laughs> yeah, uh, great. But yeah. yeah, it's just overcrowded, just rude and scary. And she's just, yeah, no magic and yeah, no home. And oh, But it's funny, though, because uh, there's a homeless man called Stinky. <laughs> well, he's dead, but it's all right, because he left, he left what he slept on, uh, essentially the floor to someone called, else. He was called Stinky, right? Because he didn't have a house, right? So he couldn't walk. <laughs> and, he's, and he's a bum, isn't he? <laughs> and he lived in the wealthiest nation on earth. <laughs> uh, however, to make it all right, a giant floating banana, or a penis, uh, makes its way onto the scene, and she suddenly realises that it's all a manufactured dream by Hilda and Zelda to teach her the real dire consequences of dream dropping. So, uh, so luckily, yeah, it was it was all a dream. Uh, the real Cone Man uh, rocks up again to inform the Spellmans that Sabrina must solve the family secrets in 30 days or face a $25 fine. That's all right. That's pretty fine, to be honest. Just, uh, just no no big if she didn't solve it. I mean, of course, she doesn't get a witch's license, but hey. Uh, he says, hey, it really lit a fire under you gals, so they literally uh, set fire to him. Yeah. And like my fire, it was a door song. You could have done that before. You could have, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so he gets set on fire. He's covered in ash in his pajamas, and he says, "You know what? I had to buy this uniform." So um, they mocked homeless people, the Spellmans, in Sabrina's mind. Yeah. And now a poor minimum wage worker had to buy his own costume, and they've gone and burnt it, and he's probably going to get chewed out for that. He's probably yeah, get but f- they did fired. Take a piss out of po- the politicians earlier. Oh, they did. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. So balance, balance. balance. It's not yeah. that balanced. Public's going to get me fired, and uh, you know what? It's their fault, and for what? A $25 fine. Yeah. It's not nice. Uh, in other news, though, it's revealed what Harvey has been doing with his spare time after school in secret. He's working at Pork on a Pole. Pigging hell. So he's working at the Pork and Pole uh, as well as uh, Sabrina. So that's nice because in the credits, uh, Sabrina is back in her horrific work uniform, ready to work a shift with Harvey, which Aww. is quite nice. That will make it all bearable. Yeah, she's on the same shift as him. I don't know whether they're always on the same shift together, but you know what? She is fine. And they're both going to get terrible skin. Yeah. Yes. Which it, it, it is, is a plus side. Yes, because they don't need to worry. Oh, mate, will, will Sabrina want to kiss me if my skin's all pimply, or you know, or vice versa? Because they're both gonna just look like shit. Yeah, they so, absolutely uh, are. Yeah, they're both gonna look like the surface of the moon. Yes, yeah, indeed. Uh, it also comes to light that Hilda took over from Sabrina's Sandman shift just to, I guess, just to terrorise poor Mister Craft. Yeah, she's got a pea shooter. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the boy suffers in this episode. Uh, <laughs> does, does old Willard? You know, it's one of those episodes where he's quite a sympathetic character because he is just tortured. Yeah, poor bloke. And it, I mean, it is creepy that he uh, offers uh, the girls a job at his house. But um, yeah, for seventy-five cents an hour as well. But Oof. yeah, so you know, he, he, he is still himself. Um, so perhaps he can't feel too sorry for him. But yeah, my God, never known as to somebody's fear being uh, just perpetual counting of peas. It, yeah, they're being waterboarded by their fear. Basically, it's just completely <laughs> just overwhelming him throughout this episode. Poor bloke. He could do with just a floating banana in his dream, so just to lift the mood. Yeah. 
It'd be a small banana, though. You don't think Mr. Kraft's packing? <laughs> He's packing peas. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, there we go, boys. That is the end of episode 23. Uh, Sabrina the Sandman, Sandwoman, Sandperson. Uh, you choose which one to use. Uh, boys, uh, talking about it, was it a, a decent episode? It was, it, was, it was a bit of a mess. It was... Um... Rushed. Yeah, it was rushed. It was sort of... Um... It played with something which they shouldn't play with, which is Sabrina breaking up with Harvey. And fire. And fire. Mm. They did play with that as well. They did play with fire. Um, Yeah, I wasn't necessarily a massive fan of it. There there, there were some funny moments. Yeah, yeah, I I think that's one of the points to to take away, is teasing the the possible breakup of um, Sabrina and Harvey, because it's going to happen eventually, but for, for a show that spent the majority of its two seasons getting them together... It's yeah. It's just you a, an you, instantly awful decision, and you, instantly you don't just joke about it. Yeah, no. well, exactly. Yeah. yeah, you don't joke about it. You don't joke about it. This is true love blossoming in front of our eyes, and we, we don't want it to see it all put to ruin. Um, also, um, what, what do we think about the uh, the ridicule of uh, people involved in this episode, like the homeless community? Yeah, uh, that was that was very very mean, <laughs> especially in a country like America, where there is literally no social safety net. Thanks to uh, good old Billy Clinton, who yeah. was uh, in in power during this time. So, uh, yeah, uh, that's not cool either. Yeah. So, um, some jokes at the expense of the homeless community. The uh, the threat of a uh, a dumping of of Harvey and Sabrina, and uh, yeah, Mister Craft slowly going mad. Uh, poor bloke. So, I'm um, looking forward to what scores and numbers we attach to this uh, episode because at the end of each one, we like to uh, score this episode on a certain amount of criteria. There's four of them, and they are. Uh, magic, wit, creativity, and say it with me, boys. Progression. So, first of all, uh, magic. Just how magical was this episode? Dream dropping, new concept. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it. a pretty magical that was, concept. That was magical. Yeah. Uh, magic jobs. Yep. Uh, not to be confused with Steve Jobs. That's his brother. Yeah. Yep. He's a basketball player, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, magic jobs. <laughs> magic jobs. <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, what else magic wise was there um, uh, the the cone dude yeah he cone was, man he was yep. magic yeah, well he, he was he was a magic job that we saw yeah, yeah he was a magic job yeah you magic job you magic job that that's all the magic there really was wasn't there yeah was there it wasn't, magic? wasn't much it was more magical concepts opposed to the use of magic yeah. there were no spells no uh, apart from peas coming out of uh Mr. Uh, Kraft's hanky. So actual magic, not too much of it. Two? Two, yeah. Two, I think it's being generous, but yeah, two. Yeah. Two, two peas. Yeah. Uh, what about wit? Um, I think some of the wit was a bit cheap, I think. Yeah, they had, they had some good lines, but then again, yeah, there was also some jokes which were cruel mm-hmm. uh, and which were obvious. Wit. I don't know. Maybe another two. I'd say, yeah, because I didn't, I didn't, I didn't. Not enjoy the episode. I didn't. I didn't sit here just going. Oh, this is it awful. It wasn't but middle like, of the road, though. No, no. So yeah, two, two again. Being generous. Uh, what about creativity? Sandman as a job. That's nice. Dream yeah, dropping it, as a concept. Yeah, that's all right. It's something surprising we've not seen before. So it's got a bit of originality attached to it. S- another s- secret for the family 
Bored? Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Mm. That's clutching its straws. I did, um, I did like the, even though I, I didn't like the jokes that came from it, but I did like the bleakness of the let's teach her a lesson. Yeah. Because yeah. I think what would have been great... Cone dude th- and, and the Green Bay Packers yeah. as well. And I the Green Bay Packers and the clowns. We don't know why they were there, but... Wait, no. They, I, I, we've got sorry, a yeah. pretty solid theory, though. Yeah. Um, and, um, yeah. Creativity. Uh, I'm going to go... I, contestable I, four... I would well. I would no. say, the family secret thing is a mark down for creativity because they couldn't weave it into the episode properly. They were just like, mm. "Oh, this guy sent you a letter." Oh, oh, and yeah, and that uh, that um, that clue that uh, the 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 relative brought over was a, was a picture of Sabrina, a portrait of Sabrina. Yeah. So again, with no explanation, we, we she just put it on the board and didn't do anything with it. So we still yeah. don't really know anything. So I. For me, Carlos, that marks it down to three. Yeah, I don't know if it's just the sun or the fact that we've had a little beer, but yeah, I'm feeling extremely generous. I'd say a three yeah. as well. Yeah. Progression. Ooh, ooh. We now have 30 days to solve the family secret. Yeah, we now have an end, a delivery date, an end date yeah. of when this contract's going to come up. An so ultimatum. That's, yes. That, so that's one. Well, we did get a family secret clue, but there was no explanation of what it could mean. We got more realm building. We did in terms of the Sandman and in terms of these traffic cone people that warn that warn people when mm. uh, things are about to happen to them. So, um, so yeah, that, I'd say that's that's another one. So at least two, and then um, we. Unless you want to look at individual characters' internal psyches for progression, so I... we now know how they what they were they are. Why they are? Yeah, particularly particularly Libby. You know, I yeah. thought it was, she was only briefly mm. featured, but I thought it was a very good insight into her way of thinking, which we um, don't get too much of because she's quite an occasional character these days. Um, are we are we gonna say three? That I feel that's too much. I know we've been generous. Mm. I think three is too much. I, I think, think yeah. Two. I think I'd say two. Ah, I'm going to have to go with the majority, but I would have said three. Okay. Um, I'll tell you what would have would have given progression a really good thing. Because we were so close to the end, I genuinely thought it was going to be a two-parter, that she was just going to have to deal with being in... You know, with no magic, no home, and she would then have to solve the family secret without her magic, and, you know. Wow. That, I'd have watched that. Yeah. I genuinely thought, because I think there was only a minute left, if that, of the episode left, and I genuinely thought that's where it was going to go. It was just going to be a to-be-continued. And then there was a giant floating banana. Yeah, yeah. and then I was like, fuck, it's coming to an end, the episode. Well, you'd, you'd have watched whatever uh, they did, Chris, because it's your job. <laughs> yeah, you're yeah. obliged to watch it. Uh, yeah, no, I'd say I'd say a two, just because I think we've been very, very firm on the rulings of what counts as progression in the episodes past, and I think, yeah, I've got to bring those rules back into, I think, two. So, uh, that brings us two for magic, two for wit, three for creativity, and two for progression. So, Chris, as our Ooh. as our uh, human calculator, uh, what score does that give us? That's that's a that's a piss-poor nine. Piss-poor, oh. a pee-poor nine. <laughs> a pee-pee nine. Below average, folks. Yeah. Single digits. Yeah. We um, haven't had many single digits. No. no. Well, guys, let's hope that our uh, penultimate episode is better than the one we've just watched. It's episode 24, and it is called Silent Movie. What do you think Silent Movie is going to be about? Oh, for fuck's sake. She doesn't get sucked into an old movie, and then the entire thing is a silent movie in black and white, and she has to do something or other with something or other, and has a dance with bloody... 
Drew again. <laughs> well, I mean, if that's your answer, Graham, what do you think the next episode's about? Um, I think possibly um, she isn't allowed to speak until she solves the family secret. Okay, that's intriguing. Okay. Uh, yeah, uh, there's, there's, there's bits of, of what you said together that make the episode because episode 24, silent movie, is about Hilda and Serena cast silent spells on themselves so they can't say anything rude to Mr. Craft. However, in doing so, they turn the house into an old silent movie. So I think every time like a character enters the Spellman house, it's just maybe got subtitles and everyone's all silent and stuff, but... Well, excellent. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to get learning some ragtime piano. Ooh, then. please. Uh, great. Uh, Chris, are you going to do anything in prep for the next episode? No. You're going to do some silly walks and some over-expressive facial expressions? Mm, no. Going to hang off a cock tower? No. no. You're going to strap yourself to a train? No. Oh, no, the, the train. <laughs> to the tracks of the train coming. Yeah, yeah the track comes, comes that, to the train. Uh, yeah, I'm tying myself to the tracks. I'm not tying myself to the train. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So you're going to take yourself to the tracks and then someone's going to throw a train at you. <laughs> yeah, that's how it works. No, no, they're going to throw me at the oh, train. Oh, they're going to throw you at the train. Yeah, me that's and right. the tracks get thrown at the train. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. yes, that's, that's, right. that's right. That's how it works. Silly that's me. how it works. Silly Silly come, on. Yeah. come on, Grave, get your head out of your ass. Well, there we go. That is uh, the end of episode 23 and we've got our penultimate episode of season three coming next time. Uh, boys, it's been a bit of a blast. Thank you very much, Graham Riley. You're welcome. Uh, thank you very much, Chris Evans. It has been quite hot, hasn't it? And as I peer into a reflection of myself, I'd like to say thank you very much, Phil Dean. You are very welcome. God, um, so arrogant. So, uh, boys, uh, if people want to get in touch, I know we're not very good on that front, but we do love just people interacting with us in any way they can. So, uh, first of all, uh, how can they reach us by social means? Yeah, we'll speak to us and we'll speak to you. That's the way it works. We're not very good at making the first step, the first yes. overtures, but we will respond in kind. If you leave us uh, a review or a comment on any of our social media platforms, for example, uh, on Twitter, we are at SabrinaWatch. So we can get into that account again now. Yeah, Yeah, I Uh, certainly can. You can find us on the Facebook. Uh, We we have a page, Sabrina the Teenage Watch. We do indeed. And uh, yeah, you can also drop us an email. It's SabrinaTeenageWatch at gmail.com. And and as well, the two big ways that you can help our show is by giving us a review, first of all, on iTunes, because iTunes is, is, I guess, the forefront of what counts as good and bad podcasts. And if you give us some nice reviews, then, hey, more people are going to see it and listen to it. And also we have a fundraising page. Uh, it's www.coffee, that's spelled K-O with a hyphen, and then an fi.com forward slash Sabrina the Teenage Watch. And if you would like to donate anything to the show, to donate towards uh, hosting the show, uh, uh, technically, and uh, the equipment, then uh, that would be lovely. Boys, we're almost at the end of season three. The end is in sight. Are we excited to close this one out? Cautiously, yes. I yeah. just hope they, hope they don't fudge it. This next episode definitely sounds like a let's not do anything with the family secret and leave it all for the last episode. Yeah. Really? What gave that away, Phil? <sighs> well, until then, may every little thing you do be magic. Be magic.